Welcome to the podcast, A Colored Girl Speaks, meditations on race and other magical things, a collection of personal essays on race, culture, and politics through the prism of identity, memory, and history, an intimate and often painful commentary on race in America and the way forward. Essays are by Andrea Hunter and are narrated by Tierra Moore. So, at last, this colored girl speaks. Episode 7, Shadow of Suns. The roots of the old folk companions of my youth were buried deep within slavery days. And these roots ran deeper, still to places remembered only by our hearts. Because of this, I know what wisdom means, and I know the gentleness of humility. I was an adult before I understood how close my kin and I were to American slavery. I thought this history to be distant, somewhere near the beginning of time. But those days stood near us like a shadow in the noonday sun. I could see no scars in their eyes, nor fear, and in the world my elders created for themselves and for me, there was no shame. Heads were held high and eyes kept forward. So, I could not have imagined that their parents had just walked out of bondage and all of who they were now, the enslaved and stolen generations before, gave them this, something that could not be bought, sold, or taken. The pain there was, was transformed in the spirit, transcendent, yet present. The Holy Ghost shout was as much a release of that pain as it was joy. The convulsive weeping and the presence of church ushers in white and nurses with caps there to attend those afflicted with the spirit as well as the world. Before the spirits danced, the lining of a hymn in one meter, a charge to keep I have, led by elder deacons sung in what seemed to be a language all their own. The depth of sorrow materialized as a rumbling within the body with this epicenter in the gut emanating outward, inward to the soul. Mournful tones accompanied by the shuffle of feet keeping the beat, the reincarnation of grief unspoken. It was as Zora Neale Hurston wrote, they seemed to be staring at the dark, but their eyes were watching God. Old folks could see what those of my generation could not, so we listened to their stories and watched them. Our children, who bask in the glow of all manner of devices that promise a universe of knowledge, neither see nor hear what exists in stillness and in the wisdoms of the ordinary. And that makes them weak in a way those in bondage were not. These old kin and elders of my youth, all gone now, had seen everything there was to fear, and they knew that the power that resided in man was not the power of God. I was also taught by them that we were a forgiving people. This was so because of our fear 
and love of God. And when you have suffered the unspeakable, what else is left? And it was not that they did not know the depths of anger or were weak, but because we were strong and resisted becoming the death of our souls, an act of liberation, not surrender. Black struggles, I learned too, was America's consumable sacrifice, taken as if fodder for the gods and of demons. The more I understood this was so, the more the injustice of this devoured me, that we should be made not ourselves, as if God was not in our eyes. And I asked what a child does. Why, God, is this so? No answer from man nor woman has been good enough. It makes no sense to barter one's soul for land, labor, and power, and then seek only a release for what cannot be undone. And so, our blood, black blood, remains always there, a reminder of the only truth that matters. This brings us to the end of this episode of A Colored Girl Speaks, Meditations on Race and Other Magical Things. Your time, the listen, and your engagement are most appreciated. To connect with the essayists and a broader community of listeners, please visit the website andreahunter.com or connect with us on Twitter, A Colored Girl Speaks, at I am Andrea Hunter. And subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Spotify. Until we gather again, share your stories and meditations. And ask for those stories not yet given. <laughs>